Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Flash on Target. Hey everybody, welcome to Flash on Target. We have had technical difficulties this week. Yes. Uh, there is no main audio for the Flash on Target podcast. These microphones didn't record, the ones right in front of us. And so we have the video audio that we have pulled, and it is available for you to listen to. So without further ado, here is the video audio for this podcast. We apologize. We apologize. For any inconvenience. It sucks. That has been done to you. It really sucks. You're probably angry. And furious. And you want to stab us. That's a little extreme. I hope they do not feel that way. I hope they don't feel that way as well. All right. Hey, everybody! <laughs> I was not ready. Welcome to Flash on Target. <laughs> Even though you just told me five seconds ago well, hey, that it was going. Yeah, what if it was like you were here and you like had your shirt off and like, you know, there's something weird <laughs> that going would be on. hilarious. Like, I'm on pants down in the corner. <laughs> uh, okay. Some shorts. Anyway, this is the Flash on Target, or yes. Flash on Target. We are talking about CW's Flash, yes. episode three. This one was called Things You Can't Outrun. You can uh, find us online. StayOnTargetPodcast.com. I'm yes. sorry, totally. For, because of that whole debacle where you weren't ready and <laughs> forgot our intro. Yes. Um, we can find us online at StayOnTargetPodcast.com. Yes. And on Twitter. Yes. At John Wright 777. And Chris Wright 250. And uh, as I said on the Arrow on Target, I yeah. changed my name for Halloween. I just changed mine too. To John Fright. Weird. Now John and Chris Fright. John and Chris Fright. <laughs> the Fright Brothers. We need to, uh... we need to be a Flash villain. Like, we oh need to be the gosh. Flash. Yes. CW, we are the Fright Brothers. And we need to be a villain on your show. Hello. I don't even care. You can kill us at the end of the episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't even care. You don't have to put us in your weird elaborate prison yeah. for super metahumans or whatever you have to call them because you can't call them mutants. Right. But which they would. You can kill us and I would be okay. But just please, I submit to you, the, the Fright Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. All right. So anyway, uh, <laughs> Flash. Flash. There was a crazy villain this week. Yep, another crazy villain. Uh, what did they call him? Very Smallville-esque. The uh, Mist some, is what he was, he was Mist? dubbed uh, late in the like episode. the Stephen King book and movie? That's an interesting thing because that's pretty uh, a horrifying book and movie, but I, yes, he was called The Mist. Mm. And it's like... That reminds I, me of a refreshing... A cool spray cool mist. on, yeah, maybe the ocean mist. Yeah, not like on a, a on a nice hot summer day. I like that, Chris. Yeah, you just put me in a good happy place. <laughs> like if I close my eyes right now, I can hear the seagulls. Oh, man. And, you know, just, yeah, the the ocean. Oh, dude, the breeze is coming in. Yeah, there's like a sailboat out in the distance. So yeah, so, dolphins jumping over the sailboat. It's very. I don't know how that's possible? I think what you said, unforgettable or He's, forgettable. <laughs> it's late. I apologize. A very forgettable um, villain. Villain. Yeah. Uh, just because. Well, I mean. Who, I mean, like, okay, so here's the other, here, I, I want to just posit this. Who even cares? Yeah. You know, it's like, I mean, he had this, like, backstory against, like, these, the mob. So yeah. what's different between, like, what he did to the mob and between him and, like, the Arrow early on? It's like, there was no difference. It's like, he was, you know, he's, he's being a vigilante and killing them. And he killed this, like, apparently a crooked judge or something like that. Or maybe right. she wasn't crooked. You failed this city. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's like, I, I don't know. Like, he has this backstory where you're kind of sympathetic towards it, but they didn't play up the sympathetic line. You were supposed to think he was this monster all along. Yeah. And they really didn't succeed on either front, where I never really felt, like, connected with the character at all, whether he was a bad guy or a good guy. Right. I don't know. Uh, well, or, or, like, 
maybe he was a bad guy. So, like, I guess... No, I, he was an assassin, so... I guess, you know, I kind of assumed, well, maybe he was wrongly convicted or something like that. I don't know. Like, I don't think he was. Yeah. Um, I just think that the uh, the worst criminals, the crime family, uh, yeah. got away because they put him in prison. They blamed everything on him. The well, the important points, I think, about this are... Yes. Um, uh, regarding the villain, there is now a prison underneath, like you referenced, underneath uh, Star Labs, yep. which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, for uh, all these... Um, Metahumans. Metahumans that no one else knows about. And I, this was a problem that I had uh, and we've had before on, like, Arrow on Target, where we were talking about, like, you know, villains have to die. Otherwise, like, what do you do with these superhuman people? Like, with uh, with Slade, we have him on uh, on, on the, the island. island. basically. Yeah, in an Argus facility, I suppose, that's there now. Um, that's who I assume runs it. I don't know, because Oliver has no How money. does Argus not know that all this is happening? And how do they not step in and say, we're going to put these guys in jail? Maybe they do know what's happening... But they just choose not to. Like, they choose not to interfere. But it's like, the vast populace, I've been wondering about this too, because it's like, while the rumors of Flash have been going around as the streak, um, how have they not been, how has the vast populace not found out about these people? And why, if he was in a coma for that long, why did none of these supervillains, I guess they did say the crime rate has gone up, but why have they not been exposed before now? Yeah. They, or, yeah, like, yeah, why have they not started doing their thing till now? Yeah. Who knows? Um, it'll be interesting to see how they, how they introduce Argus to, into the Flash. Hmm. That's interesting. Because, like, we haven't seen them yet. I could see them being a cool, like, cross thing where Amanda Waller may show up on the Flash. They've referenced it a couple times, but they don't, I mean, if you don't, if you don't watch Arrow, you don't know what in the world you're talking about. I would love to see, uh, Amanda Waller in a scene with the Harrison, uh, what, the Harrison, whatever his name is. I want to say Harrison Ford, but I know that's, that's Harrison Ford. <laughs> if he was in this, I would... Who? Which character? Uh, Harrison Wells, the, uh, the... Diggle. No. No? Harrison Wells, as in the oh. Flash, on the Flash. The guy uh, with the glasses, the nerd. I feel like he would just stab her. Like, I feel like, yeah, maybe that, like, I feel like that, that interplay, like, that scene would be really icy cold. Yeah. Both of them have a way of, like, just chilling a room. So that's the first, you know, important part about that. The second yeah. important part is um, we are still dealing with these crazy criminals, different ones every single week. Yep. I will tell you the more interesting part was still the street level crime, you know, he dealt Dude, with. Dude, very first thing. It's yeah. like, I was, immediately when it happened, I, I, uh, I told my wife, I was like, I want to see more of this. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I want to see more of this. You know, let's see him dealing with these, uh, car chases and stuff. That would be really cool. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so I like that, you know, like the, uh, he, I, I can't decide whether or not I like the relationship between Iris and whatever that guy's name is. This was the first episode that I've actually liked him because he put her on the spot. Uh, they have this relationship going, obviously, yeah. and uh, and he basically assumed that, like, he put her in this position where he basically said, either you need to start telling the truth about us, right. or it's over because you're killing our relationship. Yeah. And, uh, and so that was nice because I was like, this is a real human being because that's what right. a real human being would do in that instance. Right. You know? I uh, I also like how Joe dealt with it, and let's contrast that for a second against the way that um, Detective Lance would have dealt with that in Arrow. Oh my gosh. He would have flown off the handle. He really okay? would have. But Joe was like, yeah, I knew it. Yeah. I don't approve. Yeah. Um, 
but does, does he make you happy? Right. Okay, it, cool. But it's your life, you know, that sort of situation yeah. where it's like, but it's your life and, you know, you do what you want. So. There was also, you know, a cool interplay between um, Barry and Joe. Like, I like their relationship, you know, like, Barry has these, like, impulsive things, uh, feelings, and Joe tells him how to deal with them, really. Right. Um, and... You know, the whole struggle this time was, you know, Barry was like, I could go get my dad out right now. I don't right. need to do it the right way. Right. And um, that's true. I could totally see that feeling occurring. Yeah. And, but you're right. Do you really want your dad to then be on the run for the rest of his life? No, not you know? at all. And uh, the funny thing about um, the way that everything was orchestrated and the bad guy. It felt like because, like, the bad guy was, like, an afterthought because, like, I feel if you were a writer and you were saying, I want this to happen. And what they wanted to happen was they wanted to give uh, Barry the chance to break his dad out, mm -hmm. but not. But yeah. choose not to. Yeah. Um, and so they orchestrated the bad guy around that, uh, I guess, emotional high at the end. Yeah. The, that choice, that plot point. Here's a question about his dad. Okay, so this episode... Yeah he interacted with Joe. Yep. And it seemed like they hadn't seen each other since probably the trial. Yep. Last episode, though, um, there was, um, whenever... Barry went Barry to, went to yeah. go see him, he said, I told Joe not to let you come see me. Right. That may have happened. I don't know if they hadn't seen each other since the trial, but they hadn't dealt with uh, his innocence. That he, issue? He, yeah, that issue. Because, again, when at the end of uh, Joe and uh, Barry's dad's conversation, Barry's dad said, it didn't matter that you never believed me. Yeah. But it... Or, or because you always believed in Barry. Right. You know? It didn't matter that you didn't believe in me. It mattered that you ble believed in, in Barry. And that's, yeah. that's an amazing quote. And I think it sums up their relationship very well that maybe they interacted. They weren't necessarily friendly, but they didn't have to be friendly with each right. other because he was taking care of his family and you know, right. appreciates that, doesn't appreciate the fact that uh, he doesn't believe him. So, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Something that's cool about uh, that, about the prison and about uh, Joe going to see him, I liked... The uh, seeing Joe in this role of a cop, like because we saw him like doing the uh, the detective work and things, and Barry just didn't care, or Barry had already gone over all that stuff. But to truly see Joe try to prove Barry's dad's innocence this episode yeah. was nice because I think a lot of shows wouldn't show you that they would yeah. they would say, "Oh, and we're working on this case," and the and like it's just a background thing. But yeah. to make it a plot point and to make it a uh, an emotional thing, right? It worked for me. And I think that's the thing about this show that works for me more and more because the whole dealing with supervillains, that's like a side point to me. I don't watch the show because of that. Right. I'm yeah, not watching the show for that. Well, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely the normal thing or it's how Barry deals with the normal things in an extraordinary way that intrigues me and makes yeah. me like, I want to see how he goes and gets drive through, you know, like. <laughs> Does he place the order and then like go to a billion things and then go you know and, and pick up the food? Where does he get his suit dry cleaned? That too. Because it's like, does he does he have to clean it himself? Because he could probably clean it faster than any washing machine could or I think any dry somebody cleaner. Somebody at Star Labs is probably cleaning. They're this. vacuuming his thing. I'm sure. Yes. You think? Yes. Oh, because he well, got it. Didn't he get it out of his uh, his like closet or something? He got it out of the. He reached over whenever he was standing there with Caitlin. And she was like, don't go. Like, he, she came back to work with him. And, uh, and she was like, don't go. He grabs his suit out of the, uh, out of, out of the 
thing there. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that he keeps, keeps it, there. it there. He just brings it with him. Yeah. Okay. I think he brings it with him to work. Makes sense. He he keeps it close. You know, like... Because he's not Superman. He doesn't wear it <laughs> underneath him all it's, the time. Exactly. Yeah. This is kind of a bulky thing. Yeah. Um, what if he just started wearing, like, really baggy clothes all to, of a sudden? He could go get it from across town if he wanted to and then go somewhere. That's like, true. You are, you are correct. Um... Whereas, like, you know, Arrow has to carry it in a bag and hide it in trash cans and things like that. Why does he always have a duffel bag? <laughs> He's going to a business meeting. Why does he need that big, huge bag? <laughs> he, yeah, he uh, just drug some big duffel bag out of the trash. What happened? Yeah. Um, the, I think the most important storyline this time was Caitlin's... Uh, I guess fiancé? Was it fiancé? Yeah, well, yeah, it was her fiancé. Well, it was, it was about Caitlin's... Um, Caitlin's... Uh, not guilt, but uh, Caitlin, Caitlin's uh, grief, and um, yeah, you know, just just how she felt about her her fiance yeah. dying, uh, Ronnie. Which one? Which one? Ronnie. Ronnie. Yeah, it's Ronnie because it's Robbie Amell. Yeah, the actor is Robbie Amell, which is actually is Stephen Amell's cousin. Um, which is weird how how alike they look. Yep, it is, and it's like I, yeah, an act, and then his name is Ronnie, and so yeah, it's just. You change two two letters and you're there. Yeah. Um, it, it was. I think it was funny how like all over her he was in the uh, during the launch of the um, particle accelerator. That's right. Just like I was just like, dude, just get off, get off of her. Like you're just like holding on to her. <laughs> She's and, at like, work, touching man. her and like kissing her and I'm like, good night, dude. Like well, this is. And it was funny because like they made a point to to, to show uh, Harrison like looking at them. And it, it was almost like, oh, he's observing them. Yeah, what was that all about? And, like, everybody else, it's like if, if somebody was all over somebody else, the, everybody would be staring at them, not just one person. You know, it's like it wouldn't be awkward for him to stare at them. Right. It, would be, it would be, like, expected for everyone to stare right. at somebody. Just I'm like not, I, I'm not saying I, he shouldn't, you know, show some affection for her. He yeah. was just, like, all over her. Well, it's, I think they were supposed, weren't they talking about like after this, they were going to go on their honeymoon and like, that was like, they were literally like about to leave for to their get married. Honeymoon. Yeah. They were about to get married. Like they were about to just run away together. That's what I thought was going on. And so it's like, mm. that, that's what I, I don't I, think I don't so. Know. That's I the think... way I perceived the situation, but maybe that was just because he was all over her. I think I thought the conversation was basically, okay, now that this is like, now that we're done working so much, we can actually spend some time together. You know? I see. I see. That's what I thought it felt like. Um, and uh, it was interesting. I love the where she said, I didn't want him to be a hero. I wanted him to be my husband. Great quote. Oh my that gosh. Right Still like chills. I just got chills. Just chills. Just because it's so good, man. It's just, yeah. it endears you to her character where every other episode so far, the two episodes we've had, her character has very been down in the dust and, you know, it's just been mopey and stuff. And, and to see that she has feelings and to connect with the same feelings that she's been having where yeah. before it's like this external thing where you're watching her and you're like, man, she looks like she's got something going on. Yeah. But now to like have the door opened and to be welcomed into the sadness of her life. Right. It's very revealing to me. I loved that uh, interplay. Yeah. Like, you know, I think right now besides Barry, she's like the most relatable character because oh, we, yeah, like anytime this is the thing, what makes, you know, characters reels whenever you see faults and you see things that because everyone has faults and that's what you kind of empathize with you know yeah i understand this now because you know like i'm like you and you're like me yeah and um showing that much vulnerability in caitlin 
really, really opened up her character, and because, and which is good because she was pretty a pretty cold character before, you know, like. I didn't relate to her at all. I even liked how like they pointed that out, where she's like, as you can tell, I'm not the most open person. Yeah. You know, and so it's like she joked about it, and it's like that's what a normal person like in that situation would do. Yeah. And it was nice to see Barry connect with that and bring her, you know, bring her along, understand, hey, she doesn't want to go down there. Why don't you, I need your help? Right. You know, where Barry it shows this human side of Barry, right. and it's the same side where he's doing like the street crime yeah. saving, where it's this it's this emotional connection with people that he has, yeah. where. He That's wants where he's to at his best. People. Yeah, yeah. I love I love that scene, like when she was down there at the police station. The, yeah. the well, I guess was that the police chief? He was like, "Who are you?" No, and it was it was the same guy who uh, Barry had taken the bad guy and put it in the back seat of his police car, and he was bragging about no, it in the no, very no. first. That was the guy who was asking for that the toxicology report. Yes. That was him? Because, yeah, because it's like he's this total, like, douche. He's this total idiot. Yeah. Total I, jerk. I didn't, I didn't realize that was the same person. I and Barry, was, like, gave him reason to be even more of a I thought that was jerk. Joe's boss from the first and second oh, episodes. I don't know. Was it? I think so. Like, the guy who was at the crime scene okay, was talking to Joe. that's and who, right. Barry has this weird, like... That's right. That's right. why he said, clean up your thing. This place yeah. is a mess. Yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. Because he has he that could. weird relationship. Yeah, yeah, No, you're right. You're right. That was, Yeah. So it's, like, interesting how much, like... Is the police force just full of, like, jerks? Oh, I mean, you know. <laughs> Give a gun and a badge to a guy and, you know. <laughs> it's just a power trip. <laughs> um, but no, I'm sorry, it's, the police are here to protect us. No, of us. course, yeah. And, like, he, the two... <laughs> the two other policemen we can point out are Barry and, and Joe. Yeah, and they're true. both so wonderful they're, human they're beings. They're good guys. Yeah, they're both wonderful human beings. So, yeah. um... Yeah, I don't know where I was going to go next. But <laughs> um, down in the cell, like, did you like the concept of having this big open area and like having the cell come to you as opposed to like, because uh, I guess what is it down there? Like a giant jukebox of cells. Yeah, I would guess. I mean, at the yeah, end, like, I mean, it slides back yeah, that, and it's spent. You know, that's cool. Anything that you know, so like, eventually, all these guys are going to get out. Like, we all know the end scenario here. This is Arkham Asylum is what it is. This is totally like, uh, Caitlin uh, pointed it out. She said, uh, so what do you expect us to just be okay with having all these superhuman, you know, prison down here and we're working upstairs, you know, it's, and so like, that's, that's the moment where it's like, that's the tease. Yeah. Now we have an obligatory plot point. Where but I'm okay like, with uh, that. Like, I'm, I'm more okay with that than, you know, like what we do on air a lot of times and just kill everybody or like, you know. Like we did the last two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like. Awesome. Well, I, I, I'm glad that we're not necessarily killing all these humans, uh, because the thing is, that's whenever all your bad guys become very expendable, right. you know, and it doesn't matter, you know, like, right. that's when it is Freak of the Week. Despite the fact that this guy is what felt really expendable. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, to the point where he's, he's almost like it's, he's just a mist. I will say, like, vapor. compared to the first two episodes, the CG in this was kind of bad. Especially, it's a little bit shakier. Especially in the uh, um, elevator, whenever he killed that judge. That's right. That was crazy, crazy bad. Fate. Yeah, that was very strange, because it didn't seem like it had enough layers to it. The one that was really cool, and part of the reason it was cool is because it was all dark and stuff, was whenever he was running back and forth on the street. Yeah. Um, that was really cool, but again, I feel like because it was dark, it it was easier for them to render. Right, well, part of it was, like, right. was like, you know, you know, the judge is just like, you know... Choking to death, and then it's just like this little wisp going around. You're like, what is, what is, what is, what is going on right now? Like, it would have been nice if it had just been like, poof. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole thing was just full of gas. That would have been way freaky. Yeah. Crazy. Super freaky. Yeah. 
Um, it's weird that we had that thought at the same time. Yeah. Like uh, you could have literally just set off a green smoke bomb in there and it would have been just awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like just yes. You know? Yeah. Do some conventional like yeah. effects. I would think that's cheaper than having <laughs> someone a four dollar sit there and yeah. animate this three D cloud. Yeah, because what you would do is you would just like put them in and like have a four dollar uh, smoke bomb yeah. and speed up the footage. I can go buy them one right now. Yeah, it's just from one of those discount fireworks places. Yeah, on the side of the interstate or something. Yeah. Maybe the intern that was supposed to show up with the, the smoke bomb, like, he was sick at work that day. Yeah, by the way, we'll talk about The Walking Dead um, on our main podcast this week, okay? Yeah. And I cannot, uh, I cannot s- ever unsee every scene with leaves all across the road, because I'm just like, there is some intern out there yeah. who they're like, all right, we got all the leaves. <laughs> Go spread them around. Because <laughs> it's like obviously a road that people use like oh, yeah. in the real life. Oh, yeah. The trees well, are green, so yeah, it's, it's in not the, in the fall. Yeah, it's in the middle of summer, dude. And they, it's just like, just crunch, 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 crunch. And leaves everywhere. Yeah. The interns, man, they get the uh, the shaft. Oh, dude. It's just they're out there with trash bags. And I don't even know that it's the interns. No. I just assume that since it it's doesn't the director, list... director, Chris. It doesn't list leaf check technician in yeah. the... Uh, Unless they're under the props category. Probably. You think they're the ones out there spreading it? I think nah, it's probably some probably kind of intern. Just, it's probably just like people... Because like, who wouldn't have the chance to work like with The Walking Dead? Like, who wouldn't want that on their resume? And so, like, why wouldn't you become a leaf <laughs> spre- true. spreader? That's true. Well, you I, know? Probably, I would probably spread some leaves yeah. to, uh, to be on uh, The Walking Dead. I for sure would, dude. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's a complete side note there. Uh, but we are talking about The Walking Dead on our main podcast. Yes. So stay on target podcast.com. Yes. Or on iTunes. Or on iTunes, yeah. It's called Stay on Target. Yep. There you go. Um, but yeah, so uh, back to the Flash. The thing about uh, Robbie Amell being yeah. on the show. Yeah. I, I will say this, and this is, it uh, might be spoilers, might not. I don't, I don't buy the fact that he's dead. I don't buy the fact because I feel like I know the character that he's going to be. Like, we teased it a little bit. This, this episode. There's one line of dialogue where she says, he was fire, I was ice, that sort of thing. And so I think he's going to be Firestorm. I don't see him becoming a season, uh, a series regular. I don't see him becoming a series regular, but I could see him being Firestorm. No, that's fine. Um, I don't yeah. know what role that will be. Is he a good guy after he gets changed? Is he a bad guy? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But it's like, I feel, I definitely think he's Firestorm, and, I, and she could potentially, with that phrasing, she could potentially turn into uh, a, an ice character. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and that's, you know... I, Complete speculation, though. I, I like her. I don't don't necessarily like, you know, him going back, you know, and... Feels kind of cheap. It does feel cheap. Um, I like the way that she's interacting with Barry right now. You know, he's really the only one who really understands her. She kind of blew off that other dude that they work with. Yeah, well, and even even at the end of this episode, whenever her and him are, like, hanging out a little bit. Yeah. Um, it, it seems like their relationship is more on the surface, more of a workplace thing, less of a personal-to-personal right. relationship. Right. Kind of like hang out and go see movies. I think know? the biggest question in my mind, though, is still... Um, did Harrison cause the accident because he knew it would create Barry? I don't know. That's a good question. And how did he know it would create Barry if he did cause the accident? He can see the future somehow. Yeah. But, I mean, how did he know that that was the future that needed to happen? I don't I know. no idea. Like, we don't know anything about 
about how he knows the future. And or that weird room that he goes to. I mean, he, uh, he obviously, like, all we know so far is he sees headlines from the future. And apparently... Cause it's early, see, this is basically early edition. Right, it's basically early edition. But apparently he could see Barry in his lab as well. Like, does he have that thing wired to, with webcams? I mean, well, that was live, though. That wasn't the future. Right. But I mean, like, does he... Well, I'm did, sure, did, yeah. Uh, apparently, yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or there's a... This is the thing. It's, it's not really Barry's lab... Um, it's the right, the, right. The, police it's the police station. station yeah. So like he could have been t- hacking into the police security cameras. Gotcha. I'm sure the police station has cameras oh, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah. So like, uh, there's a big question mark in my mind about him. It seems like this episode, despite the fact that I loved the whole Caitlin Stone thing, I like I like seeing more of her. I like seeing yeah. that development. She's a great character, and I like how much they're relying on the uh, supporting cast for this show early on. I, I still, like, I want to see more action. I feel like we're doing a bunch of exposition and a bunch of setup to something that's going to happen in the future, but I want to see a glimpse of what, what to expect. Like, I want to see these characters now that I really like and love be put in weird positions, like be put in pressurized situations. Because right now it seems like because we're dealing with, we dealt with Joe last week, we dealt with Barry the first time, and now we've dealt with Caitlin Snow, we're setting up this really cool cast, but that's all it feels like is I mean, setup. And that, placing chess pieces on a board. I want to play chess. I agree with that. You know, and like, you know, I I wish the villains uh, made more sense in terms of an overall arc to the season. Yeah. Um, if they did, we wouldn't have that kind of feeling. Uh, but that being said, I don't I don't mind all this character development because otherwise you end up with characters that are really underdeveloped that you just don't care about at all. That's I true. really care about Caitlyn right now, and oh, I yeah. didn't before. Oh yeah. And, like, I would rather have that than, like, the show be full of battles and action. That's true. Action, you that's know? true. Um, and I guess there is the plot that we keep making ground on of Barry's dad. Like, that's a that's a good, solid, yeah, like... There's Barry's dad. You know? There's, like, what what is Harrison up to? Yeah. So I guess those are the two main, like, through lines that we're talking about from episode to episode uh, that we can look forward to getting a little bit more of the next episode. And so I guess I, I guess I'll be okay with that. I'll be okay with that for now. So yeah. I mean, who? I mean, okay. So we've done Joe and Caitlin and Barry. The other guy, we've the got, other lab guy. We've got the other lab guy. We've got Harrison um, and Iris, and then what is her boyfriend's name? The detective. Uh, there's those two guys that I don't know. It's the detective guy. and, oh, it's and the, the lab guy. So I just don't know their names. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we'll because we haven't featured them yet, and I, I just don't have a reason to know their yes, names. Yes, exactly. So, you know, I think we'll probably get some some episodes that delve into them a little bit. Ooh, not next week. It'll obviously be Felicity and um, Barry. Yep. But we'll get some character development for them eventually. Super excited to see Felicity in this universe. Yeah. See how she interacts with not only Barry, yeah. but also with these other characters. I would like yeah. to see what maybe her and Harrison, like that would be interesting. To that, see that how will, she reacts yeah. to Harrison. Because she's very like... She speaks her mind, and if she's like awkward with somebody, it's like they know it and you know it. Right. So to see her interact with someone who has something to hide, gonna be cool. Yeah, I think we said on the Arrow podcast, um, you know, we her relationship and chemistry with Barry has always been more intriguing than her relationship and chemistry with Oliver. Yeah. And so it'll be cool to see her actually now in Barry's world, not just Barry with her in the Arrow universe. That's very true. I like that. Um, Cisco is the lab guy's name. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember thinking that was like Cisco. And what Weird. is the other guy's name? Eddie. 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 That's a weird, like, kind of forgettable name. Yeah, it is. I'll have to remember via Ed, Ed, and Eddie. 
a yes. cartoon show that used to be on Cartoon Network. That you so. should watch. It's a crazy show. Yes. All right, well, that's all I have. Do you have any quotes? I do have some quotes. A uh, big quote uh, was, some things you don't have to fight, some things you just have to live with. And that was a really nice one. Um, and it's very true. Very, very true. Uh, some other ones we have. So we're so supposed to be uh, supposed to get used to working above a makeshift prison housing evil people with superpowers. Mm-hmm. And Harrison says, you'd be surprised what you can get used to, Caitlin. And uh, I guess he's like referring to maybe his wheelchair or something like that, but it's like he can walk, so he's, mm-hmm. he's just a complete liar, you know? Yeah. Just I mean, obviously, he's manipulative. Oh, he's totally. manipulating everybody. Oh, totally. That's why I'm, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if he blew up his own particle accelerator just to create the Flash. And I want to see Grodd. I want to see Gorilla Grodd. Like, that's the biggest thing. Like, if yeah, that um, happens, when that happens, because I think it should happen. When that happens, whether it's this season, next season, whatever, I'm going to be so excited. But it's something, they're not, the thing is, they're not teasing it at all right now. No. And they haven't been. Like, they, it was just, I, it was almost an Easter egg. It was almost an Easter egg, yeah. Yeah. Um, Barry says, rescuing you is exhausting. And Joe says, I really miss the ability to ground you. And Barry says, sorry, I had to grow up. So yeah, um, there. I just I always love their relationship. <clears throat> Every episode gets better and better. Yeah. Um, and then there was Henry, the last one. It doesn't matter that you didn't believe me because you always believed my son. Yeah, that's there good. Is. What are we saying? Boots on. Boots on. Yeah, yeah. Boots so, on so, for sure. So boots on. Yep. Yeah, boots on. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com or on Twitter at chriswright250, John Wright 777, and uh, Stay on Target is Stay on Target Pod. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Flash Flash on on Target. Target.